I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste, or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products, because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well-known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. Checking in, follow the money here on VSIN, the sports betting network. Mitch Moss along with Matt Humans. He's in today for Paulie. Paulie is gone for the entire week. We are live in downtown Las Vegas. Circa Resort and Casino is the spot. JVT is going to join the show coming up in five minutes. No doubt he's giddy this morning after his Clippers got the win last night. Uh, I wanted to give you this. John Hollinger had a piece yesterday in The Athletic. He wrote this, Matt. Mm-hmm. Golden State assured itself of an additional first-round pick when Minnesota failed to land in the top three on lottery night. The Warriors now have the 7th and 14th picks, plus last year's second overall pick, James Wiseman. And there is widespread uh, ex- there is a widespread expectation that the Warriors will use the number 7 and Wiseman in particular to seek more immediate upgrades on the roster. One name to watch, Pascal Siakam. Okay. Would you... If you're the Raptors and they and they you pick up the phone, it's the Warriors on the other end, and they say, "We'll give you Weissman, we'll give you the number seven overall pick. We want Siakam." I don't think you hang up at the, on that, do you? I would listen to it for sure. And there's a decent chance I would make the deal. First of all, Siakam, from what I hear, can sometimes be a headache to deal with, mm-hmm. and I don't want to deal with divas. So if if that is the situation within the Raptors organization, sure, you definitely listen to it. And the talent's comparable. I like Wiseman. I think he's got a great upside. So Plus, do I. This is a this you know you're going to hear a lot of nonsense about this being a three player draft or a five player draft. Yeah. Don't listen to no. that. Don't listen nope. to that crap. Uh, 
they said the same thing probably the year uh, the, the Greek Freak went number 14 or whatever. Kawhi Leonard went number 14. <laughs> there's, there's talent in this draft. For sure. There's talent that's going to be found in the second round of this draft. And uh, it's definitely deeper than a five-player uh, draft. So, yeah, I would certainly look at that. So would I. I think that the ceiling for Weissman yeah. down the road is really high. Mm-hmm. But also, if you can win another championship with this core in Golden State, which I think you can, Siakam right now, currently speaking, is certainly an upgrade. Mm-hmm. And I think he could be like a really nice third or fourth piece on a championship team. Hell, yeah. he already was. The Raptors won the title with him. No question. And uh, if you're going to get Clay Thompson back and he's going to be somewhere near what he was uh, before his injuries... You've got a team that can contend in the West. All of a sudden, if you throw yep. Siakam in there with uh, Clay and and Curry and all the pieces the Warriors have, so I, it makes some sense for both sides. How about this? Uh, speaking of a guy who might be found in the in the late second round, Hollinger wrote this: athleticism concerns about Iowa big man Luke Garza probably yeah. weren't helped. Twenty-four inch no step vertical, three point five one sprint time, both of which were the worst of any player tested. Despite a dominant college career, he'll likely look. Uh, he's likely looking at being a late second rounder. I would take him late second round. Sure, a big man yeah. who, uh, yeah, he kind of plods up and down the floor yeah. like he's wearing skis, but he can shoot the three, and I think he could be a valuable rotation guy for you. Let's say he's your second guy, third guy off the bench, yeah, and he can give you quality minutes and hit some threes. Uh, don't be obsessed with the vertical leap numbers. No, no, no. Uh, JBT is going to join the program next. VEASAN's very own NBA senior analyst has this number tonight for Game 4 gotten out of control, and what does he make of the look-ahead NBA Finals series prices coming up next? This is Brent Musburger, and here is your VSIN action update. Now, here are the latest lines from my guys in the desert. Nikita Kucherov with two goals and an assist. Tampa Bay with a 5-1 win over Montreal in Game 1 of the NHL Stanley Cup Final. Lightning a $2 favorite, total of 5, but over at 6. Game 2 Wednesday, Lightning a $2.10 favorite. Montreal plus 185, the total 5, juice to the over. Trey Young has a bone bruise. He's questionable for Game 4 of the Eastern Conference Finals. At State Farm Arena tonight, Milwaukee up two games to one. A six-and-a-half point favorite with the total of 219. Dodgers will have Walker Buehler on the mound. A dollar 42 home favorite against Kevin Gossman and the Giants plus 132. Total 7-0. Be sure to check out our new betting splits feature on vcin.com before you place your next bet every day. We're posting the latest splits for games at current odds and what percentage of bets and money being placed on each game. Go to vcin.com and check out the betting splits plus live odds, line moves, and game analysis. Makes vcin.com the best place to visit before your next bet. With your action update, I'm Mike Senna. Get the latest vcin odds at vsin.com. And remember, cash and tickets is what it's all about. It's time to follow the money with your hosts, Mitch Moss and Polly Howard. Feature on vcin.com. Every day we are posting the latest betting splits in every game in the major sports with current odds and what percentage of bets and money are being placed on each game. Check this info daily to find out which games are seeing the most tickets written and if that matches the money coming in on those games to help you find a betting edge. And, of course, we have all of the odds, data, and analysis for every game as well. Start your next sports bet at vcin.com. 
We'll see if JVT joins the program today. I forgot that he was on vacation, but he did say he's going to pop on at this point. And he's on now? <clears throat> well, okay. if, if the, is... Here's the deal. If the Clippers had lost last night, he wouldn't yeah. answer the phone. But the Clippers won, so you can you can bet on JVT answering the phone this yeah. morning. Yeah, and uh, if he was on Skype, the smile would be ear to ear, no question. They're alive, <laughs> buddy. They're alive, as you are. Nice win last night for the Clip joint. Uh, I would very much push back on that, humans. You know me. I've stuck to my guns with this team. Uh, I would be still here, very proud of them. But no, like that's a that's a damn good win yesterday for that team, man. Like, no Zubac, obviously. We know about Kawhi Leonard. We know about Serge Ibaka. And yet they commit to five out, and they just I, comfortably win that game. There were multiple times in which the Suns pushed that deficit down to one, down to two, and they would respond immediately with whether it was an eight zero run, ten nothing run, whatever it was. This is a really good team. It's a really deep team, and there's a lot of people that deserve credit for it. Whether it's Paul George, whether it's Ty Lue, so we can get into the matchups. But like, I don't, I don't know how you can't watch that game yesterday and realize one how good this team is, how deep they are, but just how great of a win that was. It was awesome. Uh, I think both statements here can be true, right? You have to give the credits full marks, uh, the Clippers full marks for that. Um, credit across the board to everybody involved. At the same time, I can look at the Suns and say, guys, did you think you were already playing in the NBA Finals next week? What the hell was that in the first quarter? I mean, I know the Clippers were yeah. hitting everything, uh, JBT, but the Suns, I thought, looked dreadful for most of that game last night. Yeah, no, I, you're right. I think both can be true. And that's in, like, like, the Clippers can win, put a good performance together, and the Suns could not lose by, like, 12, right, or 14, whatever the final deficit was. You're right. And it did seem like there was some and, – and it's not even just one win away from the final. It looked like, hey, man, no Zubac. Jaden's going to have a good game, but this is great. And they looked a little lackadaisical out there. And let's keep in mind, too, it's funny, the Zubac news and the point spread goes up by a point going into the game last night. Mm-hmm. You know, I think – I can't remember who tweeted out. One of the Clippers beat writers tweeted out yesterday. Going into that game, the Clippers were plus 26 in the under eight minute. And so, like, there was all this conversation, like, oh, man, how are you going to stop Aiden? They outscored him by nearly 30 points when Aiden was on the floor in that series going into last night. And then they did what they did. So, no, you're right. Like, it wasn't a great performance by the Suns, but the way Paul George hands himself in the second half, you get that from Morris in the first, all around really solid. Well, what impressed me most about what the Clippers did, you, you mentioned it. Obviously, no Kawhi. You got no Serge Ibaka. No Zubac, and uh, playoff Rondo didn't even get off the bench last Yeah, night. wow, yeah. So th- this is a really deep team, and Reggie Jackson's been a big part of a JVT. Hit four threes last night, 23 points after Marcus Morris scored 20 of his 22 in the first half. But I think now what you talk about with the Clips, I call them a schizophrenic team, they seem to play their best when their backs are to the wall and people count them out. Uh, now they go home in Game Six. Are we going to get? Uh, are we going to get a Clippers team that's going to show up and force a Game Seven? Can you count on it? Well, I, I mean, I, I feel like you can't. Well, I think what happened, Eubens, in that Game what was that Game Five? Uh, well, no, Game Four when they go oh. 0 of twelve, right? For you know, yeah, Game Four when they go of twelve with the chance to take the lead, where they shoot nearly essentially thirty percent from three. You know, we saw the shooting correct itself in a really solid way in this game last night. But here's the thing, they still didn't shoot like the clip that we can know, right? Like, this is a team that finished first overall in overall three-point shooting, 42.1% as a team, and they still shot below 37% as a club yesterday. So I think this really comes down to is if they're going to hit their open threes, because I wrote about it in the write-up yesterday, you know, they generated quite a few open looks against the Suns. If open looks, defenders four to six feet in game four, uh, they only shot 20%. A wide open looks, they only shot 29% against the Phoenix Suns in game four. So it's all dependent on whether or not they're going to hit their shots. You saw in that first half, and especially that first quarter, as Mitch is alluding to, 
the Suns' defense was lackadaisical. They weren't rotating as hard as they usually do, and those open shots started to go down. So if I think if they're generating the looks that they are, and keep in mind, if you go to the tracking data, they're tracking, they're, they're getting open looks quite a bit here against the Suns. Over, I think it's like 31%, if I remember correctly, of their open three-point shots are, are open, right? Or their three-point shots are open. They're just not really hitting them at a high clip. If they're going to start hitting those, I think you see the gap, at least in the two wins that they have had in this series. You see the gap between these two teams and everything's firing. Clippers were 40-1 to to win the NBA title a day ago. Now this morning, the best number I can find, JVT, is 12-1. to They're as low as around 8-1 to to win the title. How about that? Yeah, well, I got I got them at eleven to one, so I'm hoping they pull this off and I can get them out there so I can do something with that ticket. But and look, this is I let's let's put this very frankly: if they win this series, do not start the narrative. And I'm not talking to you guys specifically, but just anybody out there that they wouldn't have a chance against Milwaukee because I was asked this uh, yesterday, I think by the guys on Primetime Action, like who would you rather see if you're Milwaukee? You don't want to see the, the Los Angeles Clippers, even the current version of them, because we're talking about a team that will use that drop coverage, that will drive into the paint, that will kick it out to open shooters. That ball will tic-tac around the entire floor, and they will find some guy to hit a three against a perimeter defense that ranks 29th three-point shooting. So uh, I think this team is really live, even the way that they're constructed. And they still have not ruled out Kawhi Leonard. Keep that in mind as well as they move forward, even in this series. Like, I don't know if they really need him necessarily, but this is a team that is still very much live for an NBA Finals and a championship only because of the way that they play and the opponent that they might face in the next round if it's indeed Milwaukee. This guy sounds like the younger version of Ralph Waller. Yes. Uh, <laughs> Good he's, call. He's all Clippers all the time. You're over in California right now. Are you uh, meeting with Kawhi today to find out what's up with the knee and get a report on his health and when he might return? And is Ty Lue going to be on the Hardwood Handicappers podcast this week? Uh, Kawhi would only grant me a, a, a meeting with his doctor, so I'm not going to be able to see Kawhi, but I will be able to see the, the MRIs and the X-rays. I will get back to you as soon as possible. By the, by the way, do you think we will see Kawhi? Is there a chance we're going to see him if they get to the finals, or has this guy got a torn ACL and it's just uh, not being reported? So, reading the reports, it sounds like it's potential humans for NBA finals, but like the, the gist of the reports that and I'm just reading into it is. Like we're talking like game three or of the NBA Finals, you know what I mean? Like it's going to be like a good minute. All of the um, some of the other reports that have come out, if it is indeed an ACL sprain, that's four to six weeks. And, and you know, if that's game three of the NBA Finals, that's on the front side of that timeline. So hey, there's a potential that he could play, but I think right now, if you're at the Clippers, it looks this is a pretty effective lineup that you've got going right now. Like what you're doing, even with Zubac and his minutes in this series, whether you're committing to five wide with those long, gigantic wingspans that you have there, able to challenge passing lanes of play. Like I, I think you're kind of putting that in the rear of your mirror, and who cares? Because at least what we're doing here in the Western Conference Finals has been effective. So you are on vacation, technically, right? Are you like outside? I mean, are you outside the hotel website. room? Are you outside the hotel room right now? Where, where are you standing? Get the wife, yeah, get right the kid now, with standing you. In front of, yeah, I'm standing in front of a pavilion grocery store. Like <laughs> we're at a beach house, so like I literally just like, walked outside. I'm, I'm right here. <laughs> How's the weather? You have a hoodie on? No, I, I like the weather. It's only, I think right now, I got 65 degrees. Like the high out here is 74. Like, ah, it's, it's anti humans. I know humans love like 120 plus degree heat, but it's been great out here. All right, let's talk about it. Uh, actually, I wanted to get your take, quick take on uh, game six then. Clips open, uh, we'll call it pick. And a total of 215. Last night, that total JVT was bet down to 211. Yeah. And obviously, the Clippers get off to such a good start offensively with 
a 20-5 to lead. Uh, that triggered that game going over the total last night. How would you, as you sit here today, I don't think you bet it yet, but how would you look at possibly betting game six? So I, I think there's a couple of things. One, they should be favored. You know, whether it's a point and a half, whether you want to say it's maybe two, I think the Clippers should be favored back on their home court. I think we have seen now, guys, look, going into yesterday, the Phoenix Suns had a negative 0.5 net rating in the series, despite having a 3-1 series lead. They now have a negative 3.4 net rating in the series after yesterday, despite being up 3-2. This is a series that is much more even than the market has given it credit for, right? Even after Saturday, with, before we even knew about Zubac, there were shots that opened that thing up 6.5 uh, you know, back in Phoenix. And it doesn't make sense, given everything that you have watched. There is a very strong argument to be made that the Clippers should have been closing that, this series out yesterday. Given if you know if the events of games two and four, if one bounce goes their way in a different direction, so that's all to be said. This isn't hey, they should have been with this series should be over. It's a much closer series than the market's giving it credit for. So the Clippers, at the very least, I made them a point and a half. They should be favored. So Clippers pick that there be some value there. And the total humans, I just think is this is what I wrote about in the notes yesterday. This is dependent on kind of to your point. If the Clippers show up from an offensive standpoint, if their five out small ball lineup is working, if they're getting to the paint, kicking it out to open shooters and they're hitting those open looks, which, again, in Game 4, they generated, they just weren't hitting, then this is a series that has the potential to be higher scoring. Like, more like Game 1 and what we saw last night, as opposed to those two, like, you know, I don't even know what you want to call the other games in between, but as opposed to those, right? Those are really slow-paced games. The offense was really bad. If the Clippers are able to run their offense like they actually have been and hit the shots they should be hitting, then this is still a series that I think is going to be a little bit higher scoring than the market is putting it out right now. So I tend to play it over it kind of correlated, right? If you like the Clippers, go over. If you like the Suns, go under. Mitch, uh, the Westgate Superbook had a number up on the NBA Finals last night. <clears throat> Bucks minus 150, Suns plus 130. Yeah, saw that. Uh, that was, uh, I think uh, the Clippers took that personally last night. I, th- I think they were a little agitated over that. JVT, give me a brief answer on this. How far DeAndre Ayton is playing really well in these playoffs I'm not going to say the big man's a dinosaur yet, but how far away are we in the NBA from uh, having every team playing small ball where you really don't have a big big man because you've got to guard five guys on the floor who can shoot the three. And uh, we're, not, we're not going to see many guys who plot up and down the court who are uh, legit big men anymore. How far away is that uh, in the NBA? I don't know how far away it is, but uh, you're right. Like This has kind of been a, a postseason that's been a referendum on that, right? Because think about the bigs that the Clippers have had to face all the way up to this point and played them off before. The, the good bigs have been eliminated from the postseason. So I don't know if they're going to be eliminated humans. They have their roles, but I think we're pretty close to primary lineups being a mix of what we have seen from the Los Angeles Clippers here in this series in the last two. Mm-hmm. All right, JVT, how about tonight's Game 4 in Atlanta? Uh, what do you think about the bone bruise to Trey Young? That's what he was diagnosed with yesterday. And the number overall, I see a bunch of sevens out there still. Uh, other spots have six and a half. Total is hovering in the 219, 220 range. It's actually kind of all over the map uh, looking this morning. But is there anything that, that you like tonight? Is this se- Does the seven tell you that the injury to Young is really going to be too much to overcome tonight and he's going to be severely limited? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's telling you something, because I think about it, right? So if we've, we've talked about this before, and I know I've brought it up a few minutes, you know, Osmakers are factored in home court in this postseason at about two and a half points. So we're talking about the Bucks, who are seven and a half point favorite in that range, so eight and a half in game two at home. Now we're in near 12. If you're, if you're swinging this power rating the other way back home. So this is a really, really big swing in favor of the Milwaukee Bucks. So there's the injury factored into that. There's the fact 
that the Bucks have, you know, in the second game, obviously we know what happened. And then yesterday, in the, it's not yesterday, on a Sunday, in the fourth quarter, they posted a plus 53 net rating and absolutely wrecked the Atlanta Hawks. Now, some of that has to do with the bone bruise like you're talking about. And I think the quote that I don't like from Trey Young is how he told them, uh, the media, that it affected his blow-by speed, as he put it, right? The ability to attack off the bounce and get to that floater area of the floor. Whenever there's a mismatch on him, if they switch, the ability to attack one-on-one and take advantage of that. And if that's going to be an issue, this is going to, I think, to get ugly for Atlanta because just look at their roster. Look at the rotation that they put out there in the last game. The only other guy that's close to being a point guard was Lou Williams, right? They don't really have a like a true trustworthy facilitator and backup point guard behind Trey Young. And I think that's why you see the offense tend to fall off a little bit when Trey Young is not out there. The ball doesn't move as much. He doesn't. There's nobody out there that can find open shooters and create looks like he does. And so if all of a sudden he is diminished in terms of his speed and his ability to go north-south, then you're talking about something getting pretty bad. Because in that fourth quarter, when he was ailing, they only had 0.774 points per possession. That's awful in terms of an offensive rating. So I, I would tend to I agree with the market to move it a little bit in the direction of Milwaukee. But that's a really big swing from where we were from a power rating perspective in game one to where we're at right now. So I like I would tend to look at the dog more than anything else, mainly because of this massive adjustment. I mean, Fred's still out there and he's still worth something. If he wasn't playing, I could get the number being this high. But this is a really big swing for a team that lost game one to this squad, right? What three, four days ago. Yeah, a couple of good, good observations there. Uh one, the blow by speed I thought was clearly gone. In fact, if you watch that game late in the fourth quarter with the injury when that popped up. They hit him in the corner. Like, he never really even operated at the top of the key where he's been so good at. And you're right, with the drop-off, I mean, the offense was totally stagnant when I was watching when Lou Williams came in and tried to operate as the point guard. So, yeah, I mean, the guy... It's dangerous, man. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Did you bet uh, tonight's game? Are you going to take the seven with the Hawks, or is there any way you're looking at uh, playing tonight? A quarter bet, half bet, anything like that? Yeah. So I would actually think if, if instead of attacking from a side perspective, if Troy Young is hampered as he is, then this thing under could be the strategy to go. Because And I think the market moved in that direction. Because if that offensive efficiency is going to drop off, and I don't think they're going to have an offensive rating of 77.4 like they did in the fourth quarter the other day, but that's going to be a big drop-off for Atlanta. Because then all of a sudden you're just ping-ponging the ball around and hoping to get an open look, and there's no real threat off the bounce outside of Trey Young. And that does everything, right? You know, your drop coverage all of a sudden works if you're the Milwaukee Bucks. Your individual defenders don't have to move as much. And so now you're talking about a really low-scoring game for the Hawks. So as opposed to taking the side, there is still that, that blowout potential, right? It was a really competitive game over the weekend, and they ended up winning by 12 or 13 points. Playing it under was going to be the way I was going to go. Yeah, I, I was looking under and uh, possibly the underdog, but I think you would split the unit, maybe bet a half on the first half and a half on the game. Game as well. Yep. In case Trey Young can't finish yep. the second half. Two words for you, buddy. Uh, crab cooker. Yeah. Oh, we're going to go. We're going to go today. Are you going to go? Yeah. All right. It's awesome. You're not going to regret it. Follow him on Twitter. He's at MeJVT. Enjoy your vacation, buddy. Uh, it's not that much of a vacation. i got to go right now, so I'll see you guys. <laughs> All right, he's got to go. It's 520. He's got to go do what? The wife wake up? He said he's got to write. Is that what he said? I think so. Okay, I thought he said he's got to go. Okay. I'm not sure. All right. Crab cooker in Newport Beach, that area. Oh, yes. Crab cooker? Oh, yes. Now we're talking. Uh, we will get into a little bit more of game four tonight. Uh, some player props. Young's number of points. Can he get this? Can he go over this? It's pretty big.
Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. This is Colin Coward from The Herd with Colin Cowherd. Angie's List is now Angie, the nation's largest home service marketplace. They're here to help homeowners get all their jobs done well. Angie has helped over 150 million homeowners care for their homes. Whatever your home project, big, small, indoor, outdoor, come to Angie to connect with and hire skilled pros to get the job done well. Listen, I've got a couple of things in a bathroom in my house. Gotta get it fixed. I don't have time, and I'm not good at it. Angie is. In just a few taps, in the Angie app or clicks on the site. You can have Angie tackle your home service project start to finish. With over 200,000 pros in their network, Angie makes it easy to research, compare, and hire pros to ensure a job done well. With 29 years of experience combined with new digital tools to simplify the process, Angie makes completing home projects really easy. Renters, you can use Angie too for moving, installations, or cleaning. Angie can even help with extremely specific projects. Just tell them what you need, and Angie will find the right solution for you. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com, or download the app today. Hey, guys, this is Matt Jones, Drew Franklin from the Fade This Podcast. we got a great episode coming up, picks in all the sports, football, basketball. We do them all, but here's a preview of this week's episode. Do you think it's more embarrassing to dye your hair or to have hair plugs? I don't think either are embarrassing if you're not trying to conceal it and act like you didn't. Okay. So you think if you just come out and go, I got hair plugs. Yeah. Like check out these hair plugs. I mean, don't just walk around, hey, tapping, <laughs> hey, hey, stranger, I don't want you thinking this is natural. You know, but I mean, <laughs> do you, you know have to do that with everyone you meet? Try to act like they, uh, you know what I mean? Yeah. But I mean, like, like John Cena got it. You know, when John Cena came back to wrestling, he had a bald spot, and now he doesn't. Mm-hmm. You think he should be required in all interviews to say, "Look, by the way, I covered up my bald spot." Yeah, I guess it's weird. I mean, you don't wear a sign or like put a sign in your yard, but all right. So, what about toupees? Those are the most obvious. I but let's like. say you're like Bill Self, and you can get it to where it looks good. His is magical. I don't even know if his is a toupee. It is. I think he went into the future and had a procedure we haven't even discovered yet. And this episode was brought to you in partnership with DraftKings. To hear more, listen and subscribe to Fade This on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts.
From the OddsTrader.com studio at Circa Resort and Casino, OddsTrader.com. Download the free OddsTrader app right now. Start winning with up to the second info you need to get real-time bet tracking, live in-game odds and stats, and a lot more at OddsTrader.com. How about some player props tonight for game number four? Giannis is 32-and-a-half. I have a tough time now betting the I know what I've said this week. Like, I always lean towards the under. Uh-huh. But this matchup for Giannis is so... It fits him so well that betting anything under 32-and-a-half, I couldn't do it. No, I'm not going to do it either. I would lean over with him because he just he can dominate the inside. He can pretty much get whatever he wants. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he really can. Uh, Middleton is... Tw- shop around. You can find different numbers. But he's 23-and-a-half. He went off and he had, what, 38 the last game. Scored 20 points in the fourth quarter. Uh, in fact, to score 35 points at one book here in town, that was 14-1 to one last game. They lowered it down to, like, plus 1040 now in this game for Middleton. I like trying. I like betting these alternate player props. I think mm-hmm. they're fun. I'll give you an example. It did not cash last night, but Cam Johnson for the Suns, will he score 15 points, was plus 760. He scored 14 Ooh. I bet Bobby Portis mm. the last game to score 10 points at plus 360. He had, he had 15. 15 points. Yeah. yeah. That's a good bet. I so like that bet. If you can find, How like, about Bobby Portis playing 17 minutes and Pat Cannotton plays 32? Uh, yeah. I still don't figure. I don't know how you figure that if you're a Budenholzer. And by the way, to our point with Greek Freak, like Bobby Portis is gifted enough and talented enough. He can operate down low against his Hawk squad. Sure. He can get, he can get I mean if you give him the ball down low and play him enough minutes he can go for 15 20 points in this series I agree. every game. I don't know why he's not playing more. I would agree free, with you. Yeah. The freak had 21 field goal attempts in the last game. Well any any time a guy's going to get 20 plus field goal attempts it's hard to bet under a, a player is. prop of around 30 points. Middleton was 15 for 26. You know you talk about these um, adjusted props. What do you call it? Al- alternate props. Alternate props, yeah. yeah. The uh, how about Drew Holiday in the previous game was six points. If you would have bet his, yeah, adjusted uh, a prop under, he was two for eleven. Now that's a guy I bet because he was so bad in the previous game. I bet he shows up tonight. That's exactly where and, I was going to go. And Middleton's probably going to have Come a back subpar a little bit. game. Yeah, yep. He's, he's going to bounce. So to score twenty five points tonight, Holiday is three to one. To score thirty points, he is. Uh, he's the one that's plus ten forty. Okay. To score thirty points tonight. I would not. I thought the same exact thing when I was running down these props. Thirty is a pretty big number, but yeah. yeah. Can you get to twenty-five? Ten to one odds. Thir- ten to one, yeah. Thirty yeah. to get thirty points. I think that's the way it goes here. Holiday shows up tonight mm-hmm. has a has a better game, and Middleton will not go off like he did in the previous game. Now, Trey Young's point prop tonight is twenty-eight and a half. Is he getting to twenty-nine points? I would. I would only look at playing that under because if uh, for some reason. Let's say he uh, he takes a fall or somebody steps on his ankle, and you know any number of things can happen. When you have a uh, sore ankle like that, it's not going to take a whole lot to no. knock him out of this game, especially as active as he is out there. Uh, and you know he said he doesn't have the blow by speed with the ankle at far less than a hundred percent. Let's say the Hawks are getting blown out in the game, you would take Trey Young off the floor, sure, you know, and just say, hey, well. We're going to have to win three in a row in this series. Let's go ahead and oh, let's just go ahead and rest Trey Young in this game. If we're down twenty points, I don't think that's going to be the scenario tonight. I believe the Hawks are going to give the uh, the Bucks all they can handle, and I expect Trey Young to be better than a lot of people expect. This is one of those classic 
buy on bad news spots where everybody yeah. thinks, well, the Hawks just blew their shot in game right. three, lost by double digits. Trey Young's hobbled. Uh, they're out of it. I bet you the Hawks come back with a, a pretty good performance, and Trey Young plays better than most people think tonight. But I would not bet over that point prop because things could go sideways sure. pretty easily with a guy on a bad ankle. How about P.J. Tucker? His point prop is four and a half. <laughs> oh, now, here's the thing. He actually, <laughs> quote, went off against the, the Nets. In three games against Brooklyn, he scored seven, 11, and 13 points. Well, he gets those wide-open corner threes. He does. All he's got to do is knock down two of two of five, and he gets He's there. good. Yeah. The problem is he's only... He's only taken seven shots so far against the Hawks all series Yeah, long. he's not been shooting in this series. And his points look like this. If you take out those three games I just talked about, his points going back to June 7th against the Nets, 3-1-4-3-0-0-2. <laughs> That's, I mean, four and a half is a very low point prop, but man, he's gone under that so many times now. <laughs> like this month, it's pretty nuts. You're right, for a guy who could just sit there in the corner like he does, and hey, here's another three. Corner three. Corner three. I'd be tempted to play over that point prop, but again, he, had, like you said, he had three field goal attempts in the previous game. Yep. So, Up next, he is pretty much universally thought of as the best player at his position. He's only 25 years old. What if I told you at 19 dropped interceptions last year? That's coming up here on Follow the Money. This summer, time to update your sports betting wardrobe with some new VSIN gear. We've got hats, shirts, and mugs with the VSIN logo, or fun sports betting scenes like cash and tickets is what it's all about, and it's not under until it's over. Visit the VSIN store today at vsin.com slash store and find the perfect item for yourself or as a gift. That's vsin.com slash store. I do have the uh, the Van Halen VSIN shirt on today underneath the. Uh, we get a, you want to get a shot of this real quick? It's a good-looking shirt. Look at this. Did a good job with that. That logo. We put that together, I believe, last year when... Um, like a J.C. Penny catalog model. When... Yep. Yep. Uh, That's a nice shirt. It's did a cool you, shirt. Did you have to buy that, or did you get that comped at the V-Sound store? I think that... I think uh, Bill 80 passed them out one day, if I recall correctly. I'm like, I'll wear that thing. Can I put it on the air? Sure. Talk about the store. But I think we put it together last year when Eddie Van Halen died. Oh, uh, yeah. So, because it kind of looks like the whole Van Halen thing and the VEASAN. But it's... Uh, I like that Circus Sports jacket you have there, too. Pretty sharp. And now you actually bought that. I did. Back here at the gift shop. Yeah, they have a lot <clears> of cool... If you come here, I, I would check out the fuel shop that they have. It's really... I don't know. They have a lot of stuff in there. They did a good job putting it together. <clears throat> did, you, did you realize this, by the way? As we started to talk a little bit more NFL and college football on the show... Um, there's a good Twitter feed out there at quarterback data mine, M I N E. And I saw this before in the off season anyway, but this really, uh, they did a good job with the videos and stuff. Patrick Mahomes actually had 19 dropped INTs last year. <clears throat> I knew he had uh, a decent amount. Actually, if you remember the first game of the season, he threw an interception in the end zone. And it was uh, nullified by a bogus defensive pass interference. That's right. Do you remember that? Yes, I do. Yeah. And he also had another pick dropped in that game. 
And uh, so that doesn't surprise me. That's that's a higher number than I would have guessed. How many dropped interceptions? 19? Mahomes had 19 ah, last year. And by the way, I've watched the video. That's more than one per game. Does that uh, include the playoffs? A lot of them should have been caught. Yeah. Like almost all of them is like, dude, what are you doing? How do you drop that pass? Right. You got to come up with that INT against him. But I would say this, if that, you know, if that changes your opinion or 19, really go check it out. I mean, it's some of the other quarterbacks on the list who threw a lot of passes that could have been picked off. Josh Allen had 21 dropped INTs mm. last year. Right? Like, I, I can recall the ones from Mahomes, but Josh Allen, in my mind, and I watched a lot of Bills games last year, I don't recall him having 21 passes that could have been picked off, but mm. the videos are out there. They're all spliced together. Yeah, video proof. Yep. Uh, Matt Ryan had 19, Roethlisberger 17, and look at this. There's a lot of big names on this list at the very top. Drew wow. Brees had, Tom Brady had 15. Brees 16, Brady 15. Yep. Stafford 15, Carr had 14, and Wentz had 13. And I mean, it's, you're talking about basically one drop pick per game. Yeah, correct. For most of those quarterbacks on that list. Yeah, what do you think of the Rams this year, by the way? As we sit here approaching July. Well, I mean, I'm cautiously optimistic about the Rams. I think they've got a lot of salary cap problems. They're going to be a big hurdle in the coming years, but probably not as much this year. Uh, I just I don't want to predict great things for the Rams just because they have Matthew Stafford. you got to remember, Stafford's never won a playoff game yep. in his NFL career. So all of a sudden you think, oh, they have Stafford, they're going to win the Super Bowl. you got to start by winning one playoff game. Sure. Okay. You know what I don't like? The whole narrative of uh, as soon as this happened is, oh my God, what an upgrade. Stafford is so much better than Goff. Is he really so much better than Jared Goff? I, like, I don't know how much better he is. Now, I, I mean, I'm not a Jared Goff fan, but I don't yeah. think he's a monstrous upgrade. And You can't continue to trade away all of your first-round draft picks. It's no, not at all. Organization. It's going to come back it's to It's going to show up point. on the field, yeah. But I, I, I feel like people automatically gave Stafford a pass because he played in Detroit for so long, right? And the organization was terrible, so automatically when he goes to L.A. and works with McVay, he's going to get that much better. And people like to rip on Goff because he's been bad lately. Mm-hmm. If, for, for a couple of years anyway with the Rams, specifically the Super Bowl year, the guy was awesome. I, I vividly recall watching, the, there was a Thursday night game against the Vikings. He made every imaginable pass in that game. There was a spot, I think it was oh. to uh, um, Cooper Cup in the end zone. Impossible pass. I think he was draped by two defenders. He put it, bam, right here, only spot him. And he was, and the Vikings were good that year, mm-hmm. but in a good defense, and he just eviscerated them. And people just forget about the good times with Jared Goff and say the guy stings can't play. Oh, hold on here a second. Yeah, I've, I've never been a Goff fan. But I don't love I, him, but I have to admit there have been some uh, spurts where he's played really well. And in fact, if you go back to Lambeau Field in the playoff game, I thought Goff was great for the Rams in the playoff loss to the Packers. Mm-hmm. He was playing with a bad hand. All, th- all things considered, the injury. He was much better in that game than I thought he was going to be in. By that point, Sean McVay had already soured on him and decided, hey, we're going to move on from this guy. Yep. Um, Matthew Stafford, I st- still think, has a lot to prove. And he can't say, you can't put it all on him that he hasn't won a playoff game in his career because he's been on some pretty bad Lions teams. Sure. But... I still think uh, he's going to have to prove it to me a little bit. I think the Rams would be a really good team, contending team, but I'm not going to. I'm not running out to get a, a Super Bowl futures ticket with a quarterback who's never won a playoff game. Agreed. 
So looking at the list of uh, quarterback depth charts across the league, anything stick out to you? Yeah, some really bad quarterback depth charts. Yeah, I know. <laughs> which ones really come to mind, or which ones really stick out like a sore thumb? Uh, I think right off the bat, I thought the, the worst one was probably the Jets. Zach Wilson's a rookie, and of course Zach Wilson could light it up this year, but he's a rookie. Behind him, James Morgan and Mike White. Jets might want to think about upgrading the backup quarterback Ooh. position. What do you think? That's rough, man. What if he's no good? There's yeah, also that. Well, let's see. Zach Wilson gets injured or he's ineffective. Yeah. You're going to go with uh, James Morgan or Mike White? They're not going to win a game. How about the other team in New York? Yeah, behind Daniel Jones, who's still – the jury's still out on – on Jones, you've got Mike Glennon and Clayton Thorson, former Northwestern quarterback. Yep, yep. Yeah, that's, Dan- pre- that's a pretty bad depth chart. Daniel Jones, I don't want to completely write him off yet. Guys can get better. He absolutely, one million percent, still has to prove it to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have been. There are way more negatives to his game right now than the flip side. Um, what if you take Watson off the Texans, which obviously is probably more than likely going to happen? Tyrod Taylor, Davis Mills. I don't think that's that bad. A lot of people sleep on Tyrod Taylor. He's a, he's a better than average NFL quarterback. Took a Bills team to the playoffs. He's serviceable. He doesn't yeah. he doesn't throw picks. That's one thing Tyrod Taylor does. He doesn't take you out of games with turnovers. I still think uh, he's a decent quarterback. Yeah. yeah, I don't I don't mind him. I do have a bet. I think I told this on uh, Mills to win Rookie of the Year at two hundred to one. How about that Detroit Lions step chart? Jared Goff, David Blau, Tim Boyle. Lots to like. Tim Boyle has been really good in the po- uh, preseason yeah, he before. Has been. Uh, V-SYN contributor William Hill is going to join the show next. Yankees fan, along with being a sports better. Joel Sherman wrote a piece in the New York Post yesterday suggesting the team should trade this star player. I don't think Will agrees. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast, is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, Somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts, if you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. This is Colin Coward from The Herd with Colin Cowherd. Angie's list is now Angie, the nation's largest home service marketplace. They're here to help homeowners get all their jobs done well. Angie has helped over 150 million homeowners care for their homes. Whatever your home project, big, small, indoor, outdoor, come to Angie to connect with and hire skilled pros to get the job done well. Listen, I've got a couple of things in a bathroom in my house. Gotta get it fixed. I don't have time and I'm not good at it. Angie is. In just a few taps, 
in the Angie app or clicks on the site. You can have Angie tackle your home service project start to finish. With over 200,000 pros in their network, Angie makes it easy to research, compare, and hire pros to ensure a job done well. With 29 years of experience combined with new digital tools to simplify the process, Angie makes completing home projects really easy. Renters, you can use Angie too for moving, installations, or cleaning. Angie can even help with extremely specific projects. Just tell them what you need and Angie will find the right solution for you. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com or download the app today. Spectrum One is a big deal. You get Spectrum Internet with the most reliable internet speeds, free advanced Wi-Fi for enhanced security and privacy, and a free Spectrum Mobile Unlimited line with nationwide 5G included, all while saving big. For the big speed, big reliability, and big savings you want, get Spectrum One. Just $49.99 a month for 12 months. Visit spectrum.com slash big deal for full details. Offer subject to change. Valid for qualified residential customers only. Service not available in all areas. Restrictions apply. Exclusive bets, daily specials, odds boosts, and the largest offer of live and play options. BetRivers Sportsbook is the industry leader when it comes to online sports betting. And to make your experience even more rewarding, BetRivers offers the most live streams of major sports, instant payouts, and only one-time playthrough. BetRivers, your hometown sportsbook, offers valid in Colorado, Iowa, Illinois, Indiana, Virginia, Michigan, and Pennsylvania. It's available at PlaySugarHouse.com in New Jersey. You must be 21 years old to play. All right, let's bring on William Hill, the handicapper from VSIN, and uh, follow him on Twitter at NotTheWillHill. He's a Yankees fan like myself, and it's tough to be a Yankees fan right now. On the back page of the New York Post today, uh, the headline, Don't be so quick to judge why trading the face of the Yankees is not such an unthinkable idea. I resist this. I don't think uh, trading judge is the answer. But, hey, uh, Will, it's worked out for the Red Sox uh, so far trading Mookie Betts. And uh, Betts goes to the Dodgers and the Red Sox right now in first place, or right there uh, with the Rays atop the American League East. Would you consider trading Judge? And uh, what do you think you could get for him if you do? I think that's a, a good way to phrase it there. It's not unthinkable to, to consider it. Um, consider his age, his injury history. He's going to be 30 next April. Now, he's been healthy this year, but that's more of an outlier. I mean, he's been hurt just as much as he's been healthy. He's missed a large chunk of most of these seasons. Uh, given his age, his size, he's only got one and a half years left on his contract. So do you really want to give this guy five years, you know, $220 million and trust that he's going to stay healthy? I don't know. I, I think you can trade him, restock your farm system, get three or four really good pieces. I think you have to at least listen. I, 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 don't, not, I don't think the Yankees are going to win the World Series this year. So, I mean, I, I think everything's on the table now. I don't think they'll do it. I don't know if I would do it, but it's yeah. really not a crazy thought. Yeah, instead of writing that, uh, that's not a bad column idea from Joel Sherman, but mine would have been uh, it's time to fire Aaron Boone and Brian Cashman. Mm. That's where I would start with uh, making over the Yankees. Start at the top and uh, get some new decision makers in there and let them decide if trading Aaron Boone is going to be the answer. The Yankees sent 10 hitters to the plate yesterday against the Angels. Aaron Boone had their... <laughs> Uh, Aaron Judge had the highest batting average of those 10 hitters at 285. They got a lot of guys not carrying their weight in that sure. lineup. 
Uh, I don't think trading Judge is the answer, but you do have to make a decision. Are you going to pay this guy 100 and I would like to pay him 150 over five years. He's going to want a lot more. Yes, he is. Uh, are you going to get 180, 200? What are you going to have to pay Judge to keep him? But, <clears throat> Will, I've watched the Yankees play poor fundamental baseball. They're emotionally flat. It's not a smart team. I think that falls on Aaron Boone. And also, Brian Cashman's put together a really flawed roster here and has made some big mistakes. I think it's time to move on from Boone and Cashman. What do you think? Let's do it. I mean, we don't have a vote. Otherwise, we'd have a new GM and a new manager. And I think just getting back to Judge, I don't think you trade him with the idea that that's going to fix everything. I just think from an yeah. asset play going forward, you don't want to be in a situation where Oh man, you know, two years from now, oh man, we we gave Judge five years, two hundred and thirty million dollars, and he pulled his oblique for the nine millionth time, and now we owe him all this money when we could have <laughs> cashed in the chips and, yeah. and you know got gotten a nice return for him. But yeah, I mean, they're not athletic. Uh, you know, they they don't field very well. They don't run the bases very well. Hit into a million double plays. I mean, you go on and on. Uh, they, they went cheap with the roster. Corey Kluber was their big offseason addition, and he was okay till he got hurt, which was predictable because you know he hadn't been healthy in three years. Masahiro Tanaka, um, I mean, he wasn't great, but he was a, a good, reliable pitcher that they just let it get away, I guess, because of money. They didn't want to go over the luxury tax. And the fans last night at the, were booing at the stadium. They should be booing themselves. You shouldn't be supporting this team. This team is worth $7 billion, and they refuse to go over the luxury tax. They're just, they just—they don't really care about winning. You know, Steinbrenner would give his lung to win. The, the, these kids, the, this group of ownership, it's more about the luxury tax and uh, you know having another yacht under their name, and it's it's more about the profit than it is winning. I don't really think they care about winning. I think that's pretty obvious. You got bad contracts. This Garrett Cole contract could be really bad on the back half. Yeah. Uh, but the the John Carlos Stanton contract's bad right now. Uh, so the Yankees have a lot of problems. Let's talk about tonight's game. Andrew Haney against Jamison Tyon, and the Yankees uh, right now minus one fifty or so. And uh, the Angels won the first game of the series last night. I want to get the uh, current circuit line here, but it's, you, it's in the huh? neighborhood. How would you bet uh, tonight's game? <clears throat> you know, the Yankees have dropped four in a row now. At circuit, they're minus 158, total of 10 over minus uh, one. It's shaded over the total of 10. Yankees are minus 158, Angels plus 144. Are you going to take yeah, the so, one and a half with the uh, Angels, or I, I don't think you're going to play the Yankees again. You got burned by the Yankees over the weekend, right? Over the weekend, the weekend before that, probably two <laughs> weeks before that. I mean, it's just they're a money pit. It, it, it's unbelievable. Um, it's up to plus one and a half, minus one forty-eight. It's a little rich for me, but I, I grabbed the plus one and a half, minus one forty earlier. I'm just done betting these teams. It's two mediocre teams. You can get a run and a half. I'm taking the run and a half. Uh, Otani, what he was doing is unbelievable. 26 homers, sub-3 ERA. I think you could still get him at plus money or even money to win the MVP. That's crazy to me. He should be the MVP. Uh, yeah, I mean, Tyone hasn't been great. Neither pitcher's been great. I'm just going to take the one, plus one and a half. I mean, look, it, it, it's 80 games in now. It's not a small sample size. And you know, this is just two mediocre teams. Yankees, they're not a bad team. They're just not a good team or a great team, obviously. So I'm going to take the plus one and a half. Tonight. I've been plus a bad team for the past week. Yep. Yep. Uh, follow the money here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. William Hill is our guest. He's at not the Will Hill on Twitter. How are you approaching? Good pitching matchup tonight. How are you approaching this uh, Giants Dodgers game? 3 2 last night. Dodgers got the win. Gossman takes on Bueller tonight. And, uh, you know, Gossman's like plus 130 in that neighborhood. What are you, you going to do here with this matchup? Man, I think that the. the Giants are the opposite of the Yankees. Where they're just, they're just a money machine. They're like an ATM. Um, the, they were plus one and a half yesterday. That was one of my plays. They cover that. 
they, they don't get the outright win. But um, I'm going to go under first five here, the three and a half. I, I'm, I told you guys I'm done betting the full game unders. Uh, it's just too much for me. I think this is a great pitching matchup. Gossman's just been a revelation. They got him off the scrap heap for basically nothing. This is a guy who's bounced around, been on the Reds, the Orioles, a million teams. And he's going to be an all-star. I mean, under one and a half ERA, .77 whip. We know how good Bueller is. Uh, this is one of those games that'll be 1-1, 2-1 after five. So I'm going to I'm going to look for a low-scoring game here. Avoid the bullpens. Avoid the extra inning circus that that is. And uh, just t- take the first five under. You like the Marlins today? Rodgers is having a terrific season, obviously. He goes against uh, Velasquez. Uh, nobody talks about the Marlins. Nobody cares about the Marlins. People are probably changing their channel right now just because I mentioned the Marlins. But that pitching is just unbelievable. Rogers, Alcantara, Lopez. I don't. I haven't looked at who's going to make the All Star team. It's kinda, there's a lot of really good pitchers in the National League. All three of those guys could make it. And their best pitcher, Sixto Sanchez, hasn't pitched all year. Right. Plus, they got two really elite prospects in the pipeline. I think uh, Cabrera and Meyer, they got a couple of really high picks coming. A couple more guys on the deal. I mean, they are loaded. Now, I don't know that they'll be able to keep those guys healthy and pay those guys long term. But a year or two from now, I think they're probably going to have the best rotation in baseball. And, and Rodgers is one of those guys. He's just had an unbelievable year. He will be an all-star. Uh, going up against Velasquez, who walks a lot of people, which is really dangerous in that tiny little ballpark in Philly. So I like the Marlins here. I think Rodgers has been uh, really profitable to back this year. Underrated pitcher. If you know if he was on the Yankees or the Mets, he'd get a lot more notoriety. But uh, pitching for the Marlins, he kind of flies under the radar. But just dominant stuff. Yeah. With one ca- caveat about that rotation, if they don't get rid of like two or three of the guys, right? Yeah, there's going to come a time where they have to pay them, and that's yeah. that's not going to happen. I mean, that's just they're not going to be able to afford it. But it's probably a, a few years down the road here. I'd have to look into you know when they're arbitration eligible, all that stuff. But these guys are still pretty young. With you know the Lopez, Sixto Sanchez, they still got three or four years. So they got so many of them, they might cash in. I'm sure they'll trade a few of them early. But man, these guys are really good. Yeah. How are you tying together tonight's uh, NBA playoff game with the uh, NHL game two? I've been on the Bucks all series. This line's just a little too high for me. And, um, you know, I I just think, look, I, I like the Bucks to sweep going in. And, wow, I guess if they didn't blow game one, they'd be going for a sweep tonight. So I'm, I'm kind of retroactively mad about that. I just realized that. But, look, they, they, they give away game one. The Hawks were, you know, they win game one, and they're up 95-88 game three. So you're really going to lay seven here with the Bucks. I mean, I, I think the Bucks will win. So I'm just going to look for a, a, a money line and parlay it with the Lightning, who look like they are – going to outclass Montreal. Looks like the end of, of Cinderella for the Canadians. So I think a Bucks, Cana- uh, Bucks lightning parlay, money line parlay pays like plus 102. So I think that's the value for me. Just in terms of the number, it's a no play. Um, I'm not sure it gets any higher than seven. Uh, I'm assuming Young's going to play, whether he's 100%. I mean, that's look, we all have to play doctor mm-hmm. during these NBA playoffs with who's healthy, who's not, how healthy. Uh, it's kind of crazy, but to me, this number, I, I would play Atlanta, if anything, but I don't know the health of Young. So I think Milwaukee will win tonight and probably wrap it up in five. So I'm going to take the Bucks in the money line in a parlay. Yeah, I would bet against him being 100%, but if Trey Young's 75% and he could be somewhat effective, maybe the Hawks got a shot if you get the, uh, the seven uh, for the game. How about, are you looking ahead yet to Suns-Clippers game six with the Clippers pick him or minus one? Do you think they keep the series live and force a game seven? Yeah, I think they probably do. I think if you're the Suns, you gotta you gotta be nervous here. They've gotten pretty thoroughly outscored through the five games, and that doesn't really mean anything. You'd rather be up three two than worry about the aggregate score. But you know, the Suns they've had issues. You know, Booker hasn't looked comfortable at times with the math. Paul's looked rusty. Campaign, who they've gotten a lot out of early in the series, hasn't looked great. 
and they had a chance to finish the job last night. I think the biggest sequence last night, the, the Suns cut it to, I think it was four. The crowd was going crazy. There was a technical on Paul George. They missed the free throw that would have cut it to three. Then the other end, Reggie Jackson shoots a three in, out, back in to make it a seven-point game, and they just kind of pulled away from there. I mean, I think the Suns will get a split over these next two and probably win the series, but I'm not sure it's tomorrow. I, I think the Clippers, you know, it's been kind of a weird series, but I would lean Clippers tomorrow. Very good. Follow him on Twitter at NotTheWillHill, and he also writes for Point Spread Weekly, which you can get by going to vcin.com slash subscribe. You stole his line, man. Man, he did it good. That was smooth. That was perfect. Said all the letters properly. Is that everything? Did I I get everything out of the way? I think so. Point Spread Weekly. Yeah, you got it. I mean, what else do you do? You go there, you read it, you make money. I mean, that's that's the idea of it. But yeah, you did good. You're professional. Good, Good luck today, all right? All right, see you guys. Thanks. Yep, there you go, William Hill. His money job. is not going to be on the Yankees today. He's taking the Angels Matt, plus one could, and a half. Could oh. you lay a dollar fifty with the Yankees today? No. If the Yankees were, let's say, minus one twenty, I might think about it. Not a buck fifty. Not a buck fifty. Jamison Tyon. No. You know, in baseball, you don't want to bet against the streaks. Right now, the Yankees stay on are, the streaks. The Yankees are streaking in the wrong direction with four straight losses. Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast, is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts, if you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER.